Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here's Marketplace veteran and your host, Bob Lambert. Hello, hello out there, broadcasting from the center of the universe here in Chicago, Illinois, boy, beaming out worldwide here on AM 1160. By the way, if you haven't gotten that downloadable app, get it, please, because you can listen to us anywhere you have web service, okay? So get out there and check us out. So here at Faith Marketplace, we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. And boy, have I got a great one for you today. Again, I'm Bob Lambert, the host of Faith Marketplace and the founding partner of Samurai Business Group. At the Samurai, we offer entrepreneurs and individuals, small mid-market companies and their teams advanced business development and sales skills. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. At Samurai, we say, we put the win back in your sales. And boy, have I got a fabulous guest today, uh, broadcasting all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina, but also she's headquartered out in California. So, I mean, she's kind of bi-coastal here. I'd like to introduce you to Nadia Dixon. She is the National and International Director for Master's Program for Women. And uh, I have to tell you, I've got a little bit of a background because the CEO, the founder of this is a guy by the name of Bob Shank. And I had the privilege and honor of interviewing Bob many years ago. And that program of his is fabulous. I know at least a half a dozen guys uh, that have been through that. Now, Nadia is taking women through it. So, Nadia, welcome. Thank you so much, Bob. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, and you were introduced to me by two of my favorite people, uh, Martha and Jim Brangenberg uh, out of Florida, and they have a show uh, like ours is I Work For Him. So I know you're helping those guys out too down there, aren't you? (laughs) I am. It's such a privilege to be working alongside them, specifically Martha. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) She's got that women's (laughs) podcast going, and that's great what she's doing. Hey, listen, you know, you wrote down something that's kind of interesting, a quote that you give. So why don't you share that with our folks? Sure. Well, one of the things that we talk about a lot in the master's program for women and the master's program for men is that we all have a unique calling. And what we are wired for, what we are created for is our calling. And sometimes we can get that a little twisted. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that our career can't be our calling, because that's certainly a possibility. But the litmus test is this quote. And that is, your career is what you're hired for. Your calling is what you're wired for. I love it. <laughs> who, who's that from? Do you know? Well, I've heard Bob say it many times. Ah. And he is definitely a spiritual father and a mentor to me. Yeah. So I, I don't know what's his and what's mine anymore, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nadia, how long have you been associated with the master's program? Well, I went through the master's program as a participant in Charlotte, North Carolina. I was introduced to the program in 2009. Oh, wow. And so I I went through the program myself and graduated in 2012. But mm. before I graduated, I was invited to start co-facilitating 
with Sandy Olson, who is the founder of the women's program. Wow. Yeah. So that was a a tremendous privilege for me. I didn't know they let high school girls in a program like that (laughs) back in 09. Oh my goodness. Hey, well, listen, um, let's, let's let the audience know that, uh, did you come out of Bouncing Baby Christian Girl or what was your, what's your story? I did not. Um, as a matter of fact, I did not get introduced to Jesus until I was 18 years old. Oh, I think I probably bumped into him a few times. <laughs> um, up until then, there were people that were trying to tell me about Jesus through my high school years, and mm-hmm. I didn't really understand I um, really thought that they were in some type of a cult, to be honest with you. <laughs> I grew up in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Oh, wow. And so to me, you were either a Protestant or a Catholic. I didn't mm. really know what Christianity was about. My mother came over from Lebanon mm. um, as a young teenager, and she was um, a Muslim from Lebanon. Yeah. And she eloped with my father, who came from an Anglican background, but together they decided. They're not going to raise their children in any religion because of the, you know, a little bit of the hostility wow. and the war they felt like they faced, you know, telling their parents that they were um, married. So I, I found Jesus while I was in university. It is possible to meet Jesus in university. Well, you know something, you wouldn't be the first one. You know, I've had a number of people on the show that did find Jesus later in life even. I'm a, I'm a representative of that. I didn't get to find Jesus or come back again until I was 52 years of age. So, wow. uh, yeah, so uh, there's, there's hope for all you out there. Okay. All you sinners out there, there is hope, you know, <laughs> or those that are just kicking absolutely. the tires at it. Uh, you don't have to be, you know, absolutely a youngster, but yeah, you're right. And that's, uh, you have a fabulous background with that because, uh, was that kind of a, you know, growing up, you had the kind of two sides. Now was your mother a, pers- a, a Muslim, you said? Well, she, she was raised a Muslim okay. and her parents were uh, practicing Muslims. In fact, my grandfather okay. was very well-respected, almost an imam in the Muslim community wow. in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Wow. And so I was raised around two entirely different cultures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's the, so, yeah. So who God was depended on who you asked. <laughs> um, and so I grew up a little, you know, I, I was a, definitely a seeker. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's cool. Uh, you're familiar with that Cabot Trail up there in Nova Scotia then, right? Oh, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, right before COVID um, in 2019, my husband and I took a couple from Denver, Colorado to the Cabot Trail Okay, for our Thanksgiving in October. It was so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Well, it probably wasn't fogged in at that time. I, mo- I motorcycled that in the south. And they told me oh. that you're going to be lucky if you have a, a clear day. And I got lucky. Boy, talk about a vision from God. It was fabulous uh, to see that. It was just like, wow. Uh, but yeah, the only thing, the only province I don't think I've been in was be the Northern Territories and also Newfoundland. That's the only two that I oh, Okay. Been in. I actually so, lived in Newfoundland for two years. You were a goofy noofy? I was a goofy. Well, I'm not going to say that. I have a lot of friends that are Newfoundlanders. <laughs> I would be caught, but. That was, um, that was a Canadian term now. That's not, yeah. that anything that's what the Canadians do up there. Okay. That's crazy. <laughs> That is crazy. So, okay, so you you caught fire a little bit in high school, kind of later in high school, you're saying? Yeah, well, I was was told about Jesus in high school. Even one of my teachers, um, in his own way, was telling me about Jesus. Because, you know, honestly, Bob, I was a very curious teenager. I um, 
did a lot of exploration. You know, I was involved in the occult mm -hmm. and studied a lot of different religions because I was curious and I was I was brought up around a diversity of yeah. culture and religion. Yeah. Um, but it was my French teacher that actually stopped me for a conversation one day. And so then I began to ask him a lot of questions. So I was grateful that he, you know, he would step out of his role as teacher because mm -hmm. he cared about me. But again, I wasn't really receptive until my first year of university. Wow. Wow. Now that, uh, and you said there's some people also that are kind of leading you that way. Was it just him or were there other people coming up alongside you? At just that time? various classmates that I okay. really didn't have deep relationship with that. I, okay. So I was a hellion. <laughs> they all knew I needed to know Jesus. I was a very rebellious teenager. I, I told you I was in a couple, um, I was very involved in music and theater yeah, right. and um, lived my life wide open, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> so refresh my memory. Where was college years? Where, where did you spend time in college? I was at Dalhousie University at the time, which is a university in Halifax. Okay. So that's what. Yeah, you, my what, first year. Okay. That's why you were over there. Okay. That's cool. So, okay. Now we're out of college. What happened? Well, um, I had met, uh, well, I, I, found, I found a church. Mm-hmm. You know, this 18-year-old kid with her friend was looking for a church. I found one. I started to um, go, more, you know, get more involved, go to youth group. But there was a spiritual mother there that took me under her wing, and she saw that I needed guidance. Mm. And she said, you know, I feel like you have a call on your life. Have you ever considered Bible college? Wow. And I said, a Bible college? Yeah. <laughs> you, you just studied Jesus? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I don't know about that. She flew me to Louisiana. Wow. To attend, um, you know, an orientation. And I just loved the idea of um, the Bible college. So I studied music. Okay. No surprise there. Yeah. But I had a heart for evangelism. And wow. so I also studied child, you know, children's evangelism and music. Okay. And it led to an interesting path of, you know, being involved in ministry, but also I just had this desire for business also mm -hmm. and the marketplace. And okay. so I toggled back and forth trying to determine, well, God, did you make me a businesswoman or did you make me a minister and a pastor? And it was an interesting journey for sure. Well, he, he, he pulled it out of the hat, didn't he? Because you're both now. <laughs> I am, but I didn't know that there could be both. You know, there you it was go. like I, I was really living in a box. And he said one day when I was working with a management consulting firm, you're putting me in a box, you're in a box, and I'm doing something new that you have not experienced before. Oh, wow. That is fabulous. Oh, my goodness. Well, we're going to get back. Stay tuned, folks. we got to get back and hear the rest of this story from Nadia, and she's got a lot of great stuff out there. But I'm proud to welcome Inbound Studio as our sponsor for Faith Marketplace. They have generously provided their talent and expertise to develop and maintain the Faith Marketplace website. Get out and check it out. I think it's really terrific. We've got some more work to do, but we are we got some great things. So Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help small and mid-market businesses be more effective and efficient in getting results from their marketing technology. Imagine that. With his vast experience, Inbound Studio builds websites using inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. And that's certainly the case for us. As a result, the company has evolved into the premier provider of web technology services here in Midwest. I encourage you to go out and check them out, inboundstudio.studio. And we're going to be right back with my special guest, Nadia. 
All the way from Charlotte, North Carolina, Nadia Dixon. She is the uh, National and International Director for Master's Program for Women. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. We're back here with my guest, Nadia Dixon, the National and International Director for Master's Program for Women. And I have to tell you, I am so thrilled to have her on because this program just knocks it out of the park. I was so impressed when I got to sit in on one of the sessions that Bob conducted. And again, like I said, I know personally six guys from my church that actually went through that with Bob. And uh, what, what a profound difference it made for them in their lives. But um, let's get into this. You know, uh, what's the ideal client, target client for you? Obviously women, but what, what does that mean? Yeah, so it's definitely for Christian women okay. who you you would see as a woman of um, high influence. Okay. They're high impact. They're, they're leaders. They could be business leaders or ministry leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, they are... They're impactful in that there's, you know, they're they're doing they're doing much good, either in the marketplace in the community or in the church, okay. the ministry space. But their but their um, challenges are very similar, mm-hmm. and so they're unique in in the fact that they're leaders. But as women, our leadership is unique. Yep. And our challenges are unique and not often addressed. Yep, I agree. But you know, it's I'm just thrilled to see all the women's programs are starting up, and they have been. I would say over the last decade, it's really been gaining momentum. Would you agree? Um, I would agree. Yeah, it's I, I've, wonderful I've, to see. It, it is fabulous. I had the privilege and honor. I was in uh, in C12 for a decade, and we had women. I was privileged to have women in several of the groups I was in, and it was fab. With the what the the difference it made, you know, particularly with the men, because we're getting marriage counseling, you know, and a lot of other things from yes. a woman's perspective, and they were getting a lot from us as far as business, you know, and kind of getting a little bit more uh, distinct about what they were doing, and also, um, you know, having to having to get a little tougher about some things, you know, uh, particularly more right. employees. That's healthy though. That's, oh, that's yeah. such a great dynamic. Oh, it was terrific. Uh, so, what problems do you help solve for these folks? Well, I would say that. Um, these women come in with a variety of needs, but what seems to be the most common among them is the need for balance, mm-hmm. um, creating margin or clarifying focus, especially the ones that are in transition or preparing for transition. Okay. But um, these women are typically the go-to women. They're mm-hmm. invited into a lot of different opportunities and leadership and influence. And so, um, discerning the best from the very good, yeah, you know, the greatest from the great. That seems to be the most challenging. Yeah. Well, they're not alone. Believe me, I uh, have to share with my clients. The toughest thing I had to learn was the word no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, because you have, uh, you know, margin of time is really important. And like you said, we only have 1,466 of those minutes every day. And then the clock gets reset. So, uh, That's we have right. a favorite expression in what I coach and teach is ROIT, and that's the return on involvement in the investment of time, uh, yes. which is really finite. So, um, you know, let's tell a little bit of your of your story though, and why you got involved in this. So, uh, you got into the program before it actually was a woman. Was it a women's program when you got in it? Yes, it was a women's program. In fact, um, it started in Charlotte, North Carolina, with. Um, 
one of our, he was a CEO of a, of a bank and Mm -hmm. he went through the program himself, but he wanted to scholarship his women executives Mm -hmm. through the program. So our founder flew in from Orange County and they were strategic partners of the management consulting firm I was with. And so I was invited into that cohort and I said, you know, I don't really have time for this, but I know a lot of women that need this. So I invited a lot of women and, you know, out of obligation, I came with them. And as I sat there that day and listened to the conversations and the concepts, I realized quickly that it was for me. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that's the message. It can come through loud and clear, right? Well, with that, uh, share with the audience now, what were some of the things that you got out of this? In other words, as you start to realize, hey, wow, this is resonating, this is stuff I could use. What were some of those things that really stood out at you that, that got you really compelled to do this? Yeah, well, that's a great question, Bob. I told you um, in the earlier segment that mm-hmm. I really um, felt conflicted mm-hmm. about my, you know, it seemed like equal desires and passion for either ministry or business and marketplace. Right. You know, I loved organizational development. I loved business. I loved Mm. innovation and and especially startups and, you know, entrepreneurship. Um, And yet I just had this incredible passion for God. And so I did, you know, I was a licensed pastor for a while in Mm -hmm. Los Angeles. I felt like it didn't fully fit who I was. And then I'd go full place on market marketplace and feel like I had to evangelize everybody. And so I, I felt like a misfit. This was the first time when I sat down amongst peers Mm -hmm. that I felt like I met my tribe Mm -hmm. and that I was validated and I felt commissioned as a kingdom leader from the marketplace. Yeah. It satisfied both of those um, areas in my identity where I was trying to fit, you know, retrofit into a cookie cutter situation. And that's why God told me one day at my desk, you have me in a box and you're, I want you to get out of your box. So I was just holding on to that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know where that was going to lead. But then that first day that I sat in the master's program for women, I felt like, aha, this is it. And it was like oxygen. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Folks, I wish you could see her face. She just lights up when she's talking about that because she is definitely in uh, walking with God and what she's doing. You know, and the, and the thing about it, Natty, and, and again, that's what this show is all about and what God, you know, put me into this for was, you know, combining, uh, bringing faith and work together because it's yes. not preached a lot and I'm not, it's nothing demeaning against the minister or, you know, pastors or anything, but, you know, 90% of your congregation or more has got to get up on Monday and go to work. And they're not That's really given the assignment that, hey, work is ministry. They, they think they got to trump off the form ministry or they got to work in some of the uh, ministries of church or something, you know, and then they're not worthy, they're not equipped or anything. Yes, you are. And uh, did that happen for you that all of a sudden you started realizing that was the combination? And yeah, I can be that person. Yeah. Well, I had never heard the term marketplace ministry before, Uh but then it dawned on me that I was a marketplace minister There you go. (laughs) (laughs) as I sat in that program. But I realized there was a lot about my life that needed discipleship Uh, also. Okay. And, you know, I'd gone to Bible college. Right. I would have thought, hey, you know, I know all about this gig. (laughs) No, not necessarily. And so as um, I sat through the program, I realized there were a lot of unexamined areas of my life Mm -hmm. that there was the opportunity to walk and practice life mastery. And where it really mattered was in my home, 
you know, with the relationships that were closest to me, but in the marketplace, yep. you know, my integrity, how I showed up, mm-hmm. um, just the culture that I created around me yep. in business. And some of the things I actually, I realized I needed to be um, detox, detoxed <laughs> from, you know, just things I learned in the business world that's just acceptable and understood. Right. I realized, you know, God, God did take me through, um, I went through an identity crisis. <laughs> okay. Okay. I really did. Yeah. It was good though. It oh, was yeah. a very good process to go through. Yeah. And that was all because of kingdom women, right? I mean, that, that going absolutely. Program, it was how- about being around other sharp women who were uh, authentic mm-hmm. and we, you know, we found a place where we could be transparent with one another and talk about the things that really, really matter that don't often get touched on in the church right. or in the marketplace. Yep. And so there's a lot of coaching involved in the program. Okay. A lot of coaching. So what made you determine that you wanted to make this crossover and actually jump in this full time and be, be one of the coaches and the practitioners of this? Yeah. Well, there was a couple of different circumstances that converged. My husband uh, at the time, it still is, worked mm-hmm. with NASCAR. Okay. I told him from Charlotte, North Carolina, this you is bet. the Mecca for NASCAR. Oh, yeah. And so uh, he traveled a lot. I was gone a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, before I had really gone into the program, I just assumed my kids were along for the ride <laughs> and that um, I, I, I felt more adequate in the boardroom than I did at my kitchen table. Wow. And it was through that first year of the program, I realized my first ministry mm. and my highest calling was to be available for my kids. Bingo. And they were getting my leftovers. So that was one big wake up call. At that time, I thought, you know, I need to do something a little more from home. Mm. And so as I was deliberating through that and going through this identity crisis, everything I was was wrapped up in my corporate identity. Um, my husband and I agreed that I would find something where I could work from home and be available for their kids. And at the same time, the national director and coach for Charlotte said, Nadia, why don't you consider leading this in Charlotte and becoming a full-time coach. And I thought, you know what, Sandy, I had worked with underperforming assets in the marketplace. And as I came through this program, I realized I was an underperforming asset Ah, in my home and in the kingdom. (laughs) And there was, there would be nothing more that I would, that I would love than to help other women identify who and whose they are in Christ and to be fully engaged in their calling Yep. to show up in all the areas of their life. So that was, that was you know, a dream oh when she goodness. asked me to think about that and pray about it. Oh, my goodness. That is fab. Now, how long ago was that that, that happened? That was in 2010. So I started co-facilitating with her. She didn't just you know, cut the apron strings right away. Right, but sure. yeah. just to meet these amazing women and see the life change was just so impactful for me. Right. Like, first, I'm a participant, but then to see that life change in other women, right. uh, it was Again, it was like another level of glory in my life. So <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I got something key for you, and she's got a fabulous gift that she's giving away to everyone listening to this today. She's going to give away, as a freebie, a dream planter. Planner, excuse me, a dream planner. And uh, if you text me here at area code 312-210-0603, we're going to get the keyword dream big. We're going to get that in your hands. So again, you're going to get a dream planner. And the keyword is dream big. Text me at 312-210-0603, and we're going to get that in your hands. 
you got to stay tuned because we got another big segment coming back here and then a mystery subject that we're going to roundtable after that. So I want you to stay tuned here. But get out there and check out faithmarketplace.com. we got lots of stuff out there, all the podcasts from years back. I think we're on our 700 and some odd uh, you know, interview today. Nine years ago, God called me into this. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back with Nadia Dixon. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my guest, Nadia Dixon. She is the National and International Director for Master's Program for Women. And if you missed that first two segments, you, you really blew it because I got to tell you, she was going strong and telling us what it's done for her, why she got involved in it. Uh, and now she's in this uh, a decade, and I can't believe that, and she's giving this inspiration. But let's start with, what is a day like when these women come together and they're in the program? What's that look like, Nadia? Yeah, well, we meet once a quarter. Okay. So there's 12 session days in the program itself. Um, what a day looks like as we come together, we have breakfast, it's at a city club or a country club, okay. and we go over life mastery concepts. So it really is building a construct or a paradigm through um, all the areas from our personal realm mm-hmm. to our family roles, to our um, career, our professional competencies, okay. and then how we steward our resources to our influence with those who know Jesus and those who don't know Jesus. Okay, now you said this, we're, yeah. once, once a quarter now, right, that you said this? But you Just said, once a quarter, although there's engagement in between those session okay. days. So that's a whole session day. It's like a, right. a, an event, okay. um, almost like a retreat. You know, we're, we're, being, we're being treated that day okay. and around pretty spectacular women. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of coaching that day, going through the construct, going through the concepts, and then implementation. And learning from each other. So we become a peer advisor, uh, a peer advisor group for each other that day also. And we meet in cohorts across the country. So we have virtual cohorts that are in cities where we don't have a local coach. Okay. Um, And then we have uh, city city cohorts where people will fly in from another city. So we have cities like Charleston, Atlanta, um, Orange County, Mm -hmm. Houston. Um, We also are in India. we have wow. a coach in, in Delhi who mm-hmm. has cohorts all across the country, and that's an amazing testimony. But anyway, so we're virtual and in person. There's two different tracks. Okay. You can pick okay. one that's most conducive. People love the in-person, of course, right? Uh, because they're meeting others. Right. But the virtual one, you know, we had a pivot during COVID, right. and some people said, you know, I want to keep meeting like this. Mm-hmm. And so we've, we've been able to actually grow because we decided to do virtual. Well, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because sometimes, you know, again, with these busy lives that you guys lead, I mean, it gets tough maybe to get away because you got travel involved or, you know, even if taking a day out of the business. I know when I see 12, that was the biggest pushback by some of the members, taking a day yeah. out. And there were days when I thought, oh, geez, you know, maybe I, and boy, I'll tell you, I'm glad that I went because just the richness yes. of that and what you got out, what I took home with me, copious notes and thinking about things and challenges, you know, because yes. uh, there, there's no wimps in the room, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, just like you had to get out of your business to work right. on your business, yep. these women have to get out of the, the race of their life to right. look at it through a kingdom lens to say, am I being fruitful or am I just being busy? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's about the fruit that we bear and that we bring before the throne. 
Absolutely. 30, 60, 100 fold. And we're going after 100 fold. You bet. You know, if I was to ask you, what are the, the three things, the takeaways you want the audience to have today? Uh, I mean, some of the stuff has been rich. I'm sure they're taking notes out there. But what would be the three things that you would say, hopefully, you're communicating today? Yeah. Well, the first thing is everybody has a calling. Right. So it doesn't matter what stage of life your listeners are in. Mm-hmm. We go from glory to glory. And you yourself said you didn't get to meet Jesus until you were 52. <laughs> right. But you know, God doesn't waste anything. Yep. And there's a curricular design of our lives that if we'll take the time mm-hmm. to follow and connect the dots, it's telling a story of where God's taking us. And that calling I call a kingdom assignment. Yeah, that's great. And we're prepared for that. Everything we need, we have. Sometimes it takes time to do an assessment or evaluation and reflection, Mm -hmm. but everything that we've ever been and ever done converges to that point. So everybody has a calling. Mm -hmm. The second thing I would say is you cannot be fruitful in your calling if you don't have balance, Mm -hmm. margin, and focus. So those are three key areas in life mastery before we walk into our life mission. And our life mission is that calling and that kingdom assignment. Many people have a sense of their calling and they'll run into it, but without life mastery will implode because the spiritual warfare is intense and the enemy is not going to allow us to take territory easily. So the life mastery component is very, very um, critical. In fact, Jesus himself Mm -hmm. for 18 years from the time um, he was found in the temple as a child, you know, at 12 years old, we don't hear about him until he turns 30. He grew in wisdom, stature, and in favor with God and in favor with man. So that was his mind, body, soul, and spirit for 18-year formation experience for a three-year ministry. Yep. Well said. Well said. So that's what God was doing on me for 36 years before I got to come back to him, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, you have a wealth of wisdom now to share with others. In fact, he gave you a microphone. <laughs> he did, didn't he? And I just he did. Found, I just found out recently uh, that this uh, you know lovely white hair that I have is actually called Wisdom Highlights. Uh, I didn't know if you knew that. So a lot of the women I've told that, they oh my gosh, you mean I can let myself go gray now? I've got wisdom highlights? No, that's not going to happen. But they, It's they, not as popular they, for women. Yeah, it's not as popular for women. I get that <laughs> part of it. So, you know, um, tell us, you know, um, how do you help incorporate work and faith, you know, in what you mm-hmm. do? I know you got some stories about that. So in a practical sense, I mean, you're meeting with these folks, you're giving them, but I mean, out there day to day, kind of, how, yeah. how, would you, how would you share with us a story or two about that? How are you doing that? Well, first of all, your work is your worship. Right. And you worship in your work. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's lots of ways that you can do that. I tell the women, no matter if they're coming from, you know, government or mm-hmm. education or real estate, is that there is a theology in the word of God for the very work that they do. You bet. That God has a template and a blueprint for the work that they do, that it's in scripture and that it brings glory to him and it shows forth his wisdom and majesty. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example of a lady who, um, when she started with the program, uh, her husband had a, a great business to business company for web design and mm-hmm. um, she was an accountant. But as she went on um, missions trips, she would see these women who um, were marginalized. 
They did not have their dignity. Um, some of them were violated and found other ministries on those um, in those territories, in those countries that sought to bring back dignity to these women. And so instead of them working in a rock quarry for 25 cents a day, they would have an opportunity to create beautiful fabrics or jewelry pieces. Mm -hmm. She created a boutique in Charlotte where she would purchase their work. Mm. So raw beads and fabrics and leathers and bring it to Charlotte where she would then hire and employ women who either came from domestic abuse mm -hmm. or they were resettled immigrants, or maybe they were rescued from human trafficking. Right. They may have just come out of incarceration, but they needed to be reacclimated to the workforce right. and they would get training to do that. And then um, also be involved in Bible studies that were optional. And there were Muslim women and Hindu women and Christian women and, of course, atheists. But because they were so well-loved mm -hmm. and so cared for, they opted into those to those things. And so she created a social entrepreneurship you know, type right. of enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. And now, I mean, they've got a boutique. They're selling through all kinds of different you know, distribution channels. Right. And it's impacting home. And outside, so yeah, it's creating profit, but there's right. a three of triple bottom line. Oh boy! So yeah. it's impacting the community at home. It's <laughs> impacting you know internationally, and of course, it's making money. Yep, that's fabulous. I love that. What a great story! And now she was a person that's been in the Kingdom or the Master's program. The master's program. And a lot of times halfway through the program is when these things start to happen yeah. because now they're percolating. Yep. They're starting yep. to dream big. You said dream planter instead of dream planner. It really is like a dream planter <laughs> because it has to start as a dream seat. Yep. And as it's cultivated and nurtured, that's where the 30, 60, a hundred fold return comes. You know, we are 30 or 60 fold return when we're in the third soil, which is when we're distracted and it's the cares of this life and the deceitfulness of riches, that's what can divert us away from being a hundredfold return in everything that God's given us to multiply. Oh, amen. Boy, I'll tell you, uh, she's not too excited about this, is she, folks? Huh? <laughs> My goodness, when you can see that kind of work manifesting through groups like this, and you personally went through it yourself, but now you're seeing that in the work. It's just like me with my coaching. When I can light somebody up and they attain a goal or get to an area that they even couldn't dream of before, yes. you can't pay me enough money for that because that is exciting. That's human capital is best right there. Um, what words of wisdom would you have given your younger self? Well, I would be a lot less critical oh, with myself. Okay. I had a lot of inner, um, I had an inner critic Okay. That took on different faces through my life. And, you know, those words became embedded. So um, I would tell myself to quiet that negative talk mm -hmm. and start to learn more about who I am in Christ and who he made me to be, mm -hmm. that I'm actually noble. Yay. And it's my birthright. There it is my go. birthright to excel and live an exponential life in him. Um, and I would also just tell myself to not give up. Okay. Don't, don't live for the applause of men. All right. That's mm -hmm. great. Or women. <laughs> or women. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Hey, um, now you wrote something, you, you shared with me something I thought was really pretty cool, pretty interesting. Why don't you share with our audience what is, what is really cool and interesting about Nadia? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, um, I wrote the bus one day to school and my bus driver heard me singing and he said, hey, you should be in a talent show for singing. And I had no idea I could sing, mm -hmm. except that bus driver told me. 
that led to a talent show, which led to a rock band, to another rock band, to another rock band. So I was probably in three different rock bands between the time I was in middle school to the time I graduated high school. And even beyond that, of course, then I eventually ended up on worship teams. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. Of course you did. I love it. I love it. Well, folks, you're going to have to stay tuned because we're going to have a mystery subject we're going to roundtable, and you're not going to know where it is unless you come back, okay? So I'm going to be with my guest, Nadia Dixon, and we're going to roundtable a mystery subject here shortly. But, hey, are you looking for ways to increase your business? Are you hungry for business relationships that matter, that helps you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually? Well, welcome to G7 Networking with Purpose, where we form relationships that lead to Uh, quality referrals and life transformation. So if you text me at 312-210-0603 with a letter G and 7 after it, I'm going to get some information in your hands about that, okay? G7. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with Nadia Dixon, and we got to still tease you a little bit, but I want you to get out there and text us at 312-210-0603. Everybody that does that with the keyword dream big is going to get a dream planner. So, Nadia, what does that mean? What's a dream planner? What are they going to get out of that? Well, a dream planner helps you take a really big idea that might seem ethereal Mm -hmm. and helps you to distill it down to action steps. You know, creating goals and then action steps so that it really becomes a reality instead of just a fantasy. You know, a dream is a fantasy without a deadline. You bet. And so that's what a dream planner is for. Oh, that's awesome. Now, how do people get a hold of you? They want to learn more about uh, Master's Program for Women. How are they going to get a hold of you? Well, I would love to invite the women listening to an audit opportunity, which is something they can come and visit. Uh, a session day online or in person at a local city. And all they have to do is go to mastersprogramforwomen.org. Okay. Mastersprogramforwomen.org. And there is an opportunity to sign up for the next audit session. And that's non-obligatory, but they will know by the end of that opportunity if it's something they want to commit to. That's awesome. Boy, it doesn't get any better, does it? Man, you're giving them the dream planner and now you're giving them a freebie to come and check you out. So that's fabulous, okay? Well, listen, we, t- we teased them long enough about our, uh, our mystery subject. So what are we going to talk about today? What are we going to chew on here? Well, one of the things that I did not mention earlier on in this interview was that um, I have been remarried. Mm-hmm. So as a new wife, also to Damien, my mm-hmm. husband, Damien Dixon, it was the second year of our marriage that I went into the master's program. Ah, and again, yeah. I told you I was arrested thinking I had gone through everything I needed to do and know right. and realized there were so many unexamined areas of my life. Um, so I went through there and it changed the wife that I was. It changed the mother that I was. And my husband also went through the program shortly afterward. Mm-hmm. And it changed his life too. Um, you know, he was very consumed with working with a team that traveled, you know, 30 races, 30 plus races a year. So he was right. gone for a big chunk of the week. Our son was about to turn 13 at a critical age. Right. Damien had gone through the master's program for men and realized he wanted to work smarter and not harder. Mm. And so that helped him really reevaluate his life, his gifts, his competencies. And what was next for him? 
Um, what he did was he declined the following year's contract to work with some pretty big names. He he'd worked with you know Dale Jr. and Jimmy yeah. Johnson oh his goodness. last year oh at the goodness. Cup Series. Oh I know. I mean, he made it all the way to the top. Right. Um, but it didn't hold glamour for him. What hold glam held glamour for him was he wanted to be there for his son, yeah. my son, yeah. which he calls his supernatural son. Right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he created his own company an S Corp. And okay. um, he is now a consultant to Chevrolet okay. um, tr- in the truck series for NASCAR. So he, wow. you know, he has a lot more flexibility. He's working from home a lot more. He travels when he wants to travel and it's really made a difference in our home life. That is fabulous. And it's two different experiences. Now, what what it compelled him to get into the master's program because of what you were telling him when you come home or what? what? Yeah, well, just what he saw happen in my own life. I mean, he definitely saw the life change in me and he was approaching a transition himself. Mm -hmm. He wanted clarity and he wanted a peer group around him that he could process with also. And what happened as a result of that is just now we're kind of talking the same language and there's key (laughs) concepts, you know, as a con, a context for our conversations. Um, that we can get to, you know, center a lot quicker. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, uh, again, when you're like mind and you can come together, like you said, key concepts and precepts that people that you've gone through, you understand that. And particularly, I think, you know, when I, in my life, when I've hit a wall or I've come to something that is difficult, uh, yeah, prayer, I lean on the Lord because I haven't got all the answers. But at the same time is getting, to your point, discernment around that. And how do you do that? And especially with a spouse, because, you know, men are from what? Right, Mars and women Mars. and Venus. So yeah, you know, so there's there's those two different orbits that are going on all the time. <laughs> and also, I can tell you that it helped me immensely in the business world. One of the things that was really enlightening for me, to just as a, a, a little quick story, I was having a very difficult time when I was had my own agency and in marketing and all that because a lot of what I was dealing with were Fortune companies, and there was a lot more women coming into the marketing level. Okay, and I, it just seemed like it was just I was really having a disconnect. Until the birth of my youngest son. And all Mm. of a sudden, everything shifted because guess what? I was talking about family. I was talking about stuff that they were interested in, not all this business stuff. And it it just was a 180 for me. It was just amazing. And I didn't really realize it at the time until I started thinking about that. Gee, what's changed? You know, these conversations I've had. And I think that's also part of what you're, you get on the same wavelength, you know. Uh, And again, it doesn't have to be that, I'm giving in, you're giving in. It's just a matter of now that wavelength seems to be connecting. It's kind of like these radio waves. You know, if the receiver's not on, nobody's listening, right? <laughs> you right. get that out there. You get that out there. Get there. Get on the AM 1160 here, okay? And start listening to this. But um, yeah, yeah, and that's I, I, so I, good. That's so good. The other part of it too is the dream planner for a married couple. Yeah. And so you know, it'd be one thing for me to understand that process. But for him to understand it too, now we're going after dreams together and they change from season to season. So that was another big thing. And just our generosity and our giving and what we wanted to give into. We know that now what our purpose statement is. And so we're very, um, you know, we're very in harmony and unified on those things. Now, uh, what change did you see with your son? You know, because now he's got a father and his life is paying attention. What, What happened there with that dynamic? Well, he was going into a very rebellious stage. Mm-hmm. 
And so to have Damien there, we actually, we decided we were going to homeschool him in his last two years of high school. And Damien was a part of his homeschooling. No so wow. he did all the science and engineering and, you know, I yeah. did all the arts and humanities and together, I don't know that one of us could have done it alone, to be honest. Right. You know, now he's right. 20 and he's in community college, but at yeah. those days, <laughs> that wow. God was preparing us for what was about to take place. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Wow. That, what a big story that is. Like, you know how you, it did prepare you to, because you're kind of on the same wave and you took that challenge on, cause that is a big challenge. It's one thing when they're grade school, you know, or younger is a whole different ball game when they're in high school, especially late in high school like that. Wow. Yes. Wow. What difference? I believe that? it kept him. It yeah. kept him. Okay. Yeah. That's great. What a great. Well, listen, I can't believe I can't believe we're giving up on time out here. What we, what do you want to leave the audience with? Last thoughts again, how they get a hold of you. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Yes. Okay. Well, last thoughts are there's never a bad season for dreaming big with God. Mm. His God for his dream for you should overwhelm you. Mm-hmm. And secondly, um, to get a hold of me, go to mastersprogramforwomen.org. Mm-hmm. If you're a man and you want to know more about the master's program for men, go to mastersprogram.org. And if you're a couple, get out there for both of you. You know, get in this thing separately and together because obviously you just heard firsthand what it did for uh, Nadia and Damon, you know, pull their marriage together. But not only that, affect their uh, son. Which that, yes. that's huge, you know, when you when you can yes. have that kind of an effect coming together like that and really having goals and life purpose and all those kind of things, you know, that you can share. Because uh, as a as a friend of mine said, you know, his purpose in life was get his kids to heaven, you know, mm. <laughs> and I thought that was great. Well said, you know, he and his wife, that was their mission. And that's how they saw it. They had got to get the kids to heaven, you know. So I, I thought that was really great stuff. Well, again, I can't believe we're out of time. Get out there and check us out at faithmarketplace.com. We've got lots of podcasts out there. Also, check out G7. It's right there on the web, uh, on the uh, website. And you want to get out there and check all that If you want to learn more about that, make sure that you uh, text me at 312-210-0603 with the keyword, the letter G and 7. And I'll get back to you and let you know about this fabulous program that's coming up and how you can network with other Christian business leaders um, and do two things. Actually, help yourself get some business and also help provide that for other people. And also, there's a big charitable part of this whole thing, too, where we're giving back to faith-based organizations through this organization. So go out and check us out out there. We're going to be back here next Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life, where we hope that you're going to be inspired, equipped, and connected with other Christians. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.